radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. Wednesday, May 27th. This is the laced up, hockey, quarantined, but not really still kind of quarantined podcast. Uh, and, and I am definitely still James Cole. Um, I am Brutes Battaglia of the North Side. I'm going to have to find a creative way to uh, write about the Leafs losing to the Blue Jackets because of fucking seven Emil Bemstrom goals in three games, so... I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's on the team. Okay. He's the uh, he's the Josh Anderson replacement. Well, isn't Josh Anderson back by now? Shouldn't he have returned? Something tells me Josh Anderson may be one of the... uh, I developed some sort of an illness and I might not show up uh, players for this tournament. I see. Yeah, I don't see why he would ever fucking play for that team again, but... Yeah, how are you? Um, I'm okay, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Another day in paradise. <laughs> yeah, you don't seem very cheery considering the subject matter of today's episode. Should I be cheery? Should you? <laughs> I mean, this is the first actual, like, uh, like actual something to talk about episode in, like, over two months, so that's pretty cool. I've been holding out hope for two months that they would do the right thing and just cancel it but no they're gonna make me watch my team come back into the playoffs and lose and and put me through that so no i'm i'm pissed yeah because the one consolation always would have been um you know maybe like not that you would wish this but someone will get sick and then they'll just cancel the the playoffs but they said that they're not gonna do that because it's a great league so they're just gonna play regardless of who gets sick they don't care. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, the NHL is coming back. I don't think yeah. we actually said that. So well, that's, be- yeah. Before we go ahead and panic too much, I think it's uh, best to give you a little, uh, get your heart pumping a little bit here, Jamo. I, f- I figure it's time to, to do a little bit of don't panic just to get you, get you warmed up this week, you know, get you thinking hockey again. I know you haven't thought hockey in a while. You get the brain back up to speed and get yeah, the legs exactly. I'm going to try you. to jog your memory with some names and maybe it'll work uh for those like of you um, if you're new to the show because uh you know uh, maybe we got new listeners in the last two months i don't see how um <laughs> like every business losing money most podcasts have lost listeners so that that's interesting i would have thought it would have gone the other way around people would have more time for podcasts after, after bracket not. number three they probably started tuning out i would say yeah, I, I read an article and it was like it was like the thirty top fucking podcasts on uh, on like the Apple charts. Like twenty six of them, their their listener rate was down during the pandemic. How? Shouldn't isn't this the time? Maybe, maybe they're like not recording as much, so their overall mm. listens are down. No, it was like listener per show. Oh. See, our, ours are down because we've done way more shows. <laughs> it's. 
kind of hard to stay on Saturate top of. Saturate the market. Yeah, that's what I'm going to tell myself the reason is. Uh, we, no, we were um, number 31, right? What's this? We were number 31 on the top 30. Yeah, well, yeah we were right there. Yeah, just, well, was, just missed it. Yeah, oh, uh, sorry. I was talking strictly hockey podcasts, actually, because there's only 31 podcasts. Yeah. Um, 31 Thoughts was not number 31. Um, yeah, no, we're uh, we're, we're going to do Don't Panic for those of you who are not familiar. Uh, it's, the rules are really simple. I'm going to give James um, a, a, t- a topic, and then I'm going to start listing off names, and he's got to give me the answer. And uh, he's got to give me as many correct answers in the time that it takes for us to listen to Don't Panic by Coldplay, uh, which is 2 minutes and 17 seconds long, which I figured was just the perfect amount of time for James to uh, start to panic but not let the game get too far away from him and kind of get a little bit scrambled. Uh, it's also a very calming song, so it's, you know, just kind of just kind of gets the, the, you know, the blood relaxed, I guess. That it doesn't do. It's, like, it's like an Ambien, I guess, over the phone. Yeah. Is that what we'll call it? Sh- sure. Okay. So, James, uh, I was going to just start listing names. Um, James, your topic this week, I, I'm going to give you a player's name, and you're going to have to give me the team that they were drafted by. Okay. okay. Now, um, they're going to range in difficulty. We got some easy ones. We got some difficult ones here. Um, it's up to you to decide if you want to try and answer it. Uh, if you get it wrong, you're not out of the game. You can get a bunch of wrong answers, but I mean, you know, uh, the more you get wrong, the more hilarious it looks. So, you know, you want you want to have that, uh, you want to have a good, like, 70% here or something, you know, is what I'm thinking. Um, so yeah, you're, you're allowed to skip as well so if you get one wrong and then you keep thinking about it uh and you can't figure it out you can just skip it if, if need be and uh we can come back to it later if we run out of players uh the amount of players that i have here i don't think we're gonna run out but uh yeah okay are you ready i was like i was like uh challenging the limits so sure hopefully hopefully we can get to yeah to uh, a I, state where we'd run out first first like when i forgot that i would eventually still have to come back to these guys anyway I'm thinking, like, well, what if he just hits pass until I give him an easy one? Like, uh, Sidney Crosby, and you're just, well, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, you know? But, no, there's there's no way around this. You're going to have to you're gonna have to get the number totally right, and I don't see you having enough time to do it. But, um, we'll see. Are you okay, ready? So you're you're, you're going to give me the player, and i got to give you the team. you got to give me the team. The last team they played for. Nope. Uh, you're giving me the team that drafted them. James. Oh, drafted. Sorry, drafted. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. other end of the spectrum could yeah. be the last team they played for. Uh, all of these guys did play in the league. There's no uh, oh, Brand- Brandon good. Converies or anything like that. So, okay. okay. Yeah. Are, are you ready? I think so. You seem a little nervous this week. I guess we'll find out. Not great with drafts, I don't think. But okay. Well, <laughs> there's only one way to find out, James. Uh, Nathan Horton. Florida Panthers. Martin Straka. Mm, Pittsburgh Penguins. Eric Lindros. Quebec Nordiques. Thomas Hickey. Uh, Arizona Coyotes. Nope. Los Angeles Kings. Yep. Tim Thomas. Hartford Whalers. Nope. Skip. Ryan Johansson. Columbus Blue Jackets. Braden Shen. Los Angeles Kings. Ethan Morrow. Edmonton Oilers. Nope. Skip. Pavel Bure. Vancouver Canucks. Valeri Bure. Montreal Canadiens. 
Yaroslav Halak. Montreal Canadiens. Sean Podine. Philadelphia Flyers. Nope. Skip. Jeff Friesen. San Jose Sharks. Yep. Philip Forsberg. Washington Capitals. Yeah. John Marino. Pittsburgh Penguins. Nope. Skip. John Van Beesbrook. New York Rangers. <laughs> Alex Kerfoot. Colorado Avalanche. Nope. Skip. Marion Hosa. Ottawa Senators. Nikita Gusev. Skip. <laughs> Duncan Keith. Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> Eric Weinrich. Montreal Canadiens. Nope. Skip. Todd Bertuzzi. New York Islanders. Callie Johansson. Washington Capitals. Nope. Skip. Mark Savard. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Nope. Skip. Yuri Lettinen. Minnesota North Stars. Yep. Yannick Perot. Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep. Vincent LeCavalier. Tampa Bay Lightning. Slava Kozlov. Detroit Red Wings. Yep. Peter Bondra. Washington Capitals. Brendan Morrison. Uh, New Jersey Devils. Yep. Uh, Tim Thomas at the buzzer. Florida. No. Um, I don't know what version of Don't Panic I put on, but that one was... uh, a little bit longer than the uh, the previous version. So you had a little bit extra time there. Oh, good. Um, I'll have to tally your score because I'm not entirely sure how many you skipped. I forgot to keep track this week. You did not get Tim Thomas. We were looking for the Quebec Nordiques. Uh, you did not get Ethan Morrow. We were looking for the Chicago Blackhawks. Or did you get Ethan Morrow? No, no you didn't. I did not. Um, Sean Podine you didn't get. We were looking for the Edmonton Oilers. Hmm. John Marino we were looking for the Edmonton Oilers. Alex Kerfoot, we were looking for the New Jersey Devils. Hmm. Uh, for sure the hardest one of the whole bunch. Nikita Gusev was drafted by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eric Weinrich, New Jersey Devils. It's your second week with Weinrich oh, yeah. tripping you up. I'm going to keep throwing him in there. It doesn't, doesn't seem like he got a very... Uh, what's, what's, what's the tint of his visor called? <laughs> Just every, every player, eh? White, white, yeah. white. Um... Bertuzzi you got, I believe. Yeah. Johansson was Buffalo. Oh, weird. Uh, Mark Savard was the New York Rangers. Hmm, thought about that. And I believe that was the last one that tripped you up. So that would be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine that you did not get correct. Twenty-one. Pretty, okay. pretty good. I thought that was going to be way harder for you than last week. Yeah, because um, the thing was with last week, you just had to think of where did they play. This week, like, doesn't mean they played there. Tim Thomas, right? Know? Yeah, Nikita oh, Gusev, the the Tampa Bay Lightning legend. It's weird that I went to Hartford for Tim Thomas because I was thinking like it was a team that doesn't exist anymore that drafted him, but then didn't continue to think of other teams that didn't exist and just work my way that way. But as is life, yes, apparently. Anyway, that was a nice little uh, get your brain moving there, Jimbo. Yeah, I didn't mind that. I would do that again. Jesus. Yeah, you got to the end. 
I can't believe that. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I'm sitting there typing out 30 thinking, like, wow, there's just no way we get that far. <laughs> Here we are. Fuck, if I would have just had that extra bonus version of the song, I could have really stumped you. <laughs> yeah, the six and a half minute cut of Don't Panic. <laughs> Alright, James, here's the entire 2012 NHL entry draft. How can you do? Well, I haven't heard of 70% of these guys before, so... No kidding. Um, so... Okay, yeah, so... Uh, I guess the theme today is don't panic, because uh, hockey's back. Mm. And um, whether you at home were hoping that hockey would be back, or if you had just kind of accepted that this was life now and and there was no point in in looking forward to things anymore um it doesn't really matter because they're gonna do it the nhl came out today and or yesterday i should say and um and gary bettman announced that there will be a a 24 team playoff um and um yeah we were definitely still in a wait and see kind of mode but it's it's been 75 days since since we did last had hockey well, and um, yeah, well, what, we there is, what there is now is a relative plan, and what the NHL does here is is a couple things I think is really smart about what they did today. Is a it starts the conversation right um, because not only is this now a conversation for hockey fans, like this is a this is a conversation for casual hockey fans. This is a this is the first team sport in North America to take that step forward and say, okay, when we come back, this is how it's going to look. You know, and and they're by far the closest. Like baseball might be playing before the NHL, but now we know what the NHL playoffs is going to look like. We don't know what the MLB plans are. They have nothing announced. You know what I mean? It's very up in the air still there. So what they've done is a really smart PR move here because um, it doesn't matter when they do this. This is how it it, it probably needs to look, right? In terms of how they're going to do um, the off-ice stuff, at least as far as we know, I think it's a great idea, and and that's mostly what they came forward with today is not so much the on-ice product, but the off-ice sort of how everything's going to line up, where, you know what I mean, we're going to have two hub cities, where those are we don't know, which is, again, smart for many reasons not to announce the hub city. There's many risks by announcing that. Um so yeah, I I think from a PR standpoint, uh, brilliant, brilliant timing, uh, brilliantly done. I watched Gary Bettman um, succinct to the point, but not uh, but didn't leave like a ton to the imagination. Like at least we had, uh, we, he gave us some structure today, and I thought uh, I thought it was an excellent move by the NHL, uh, a league that um, although I don't agree with everything about this moving forward, I do think that at least from a business standpoint today was a a good move by them yeah like i i'm definitely on board with the idea that this was a smart pr move like hands down um there there was a bit of a race in in a sense to get you know the conversation started about team sports in north america you're looking at what's going on in europe and you know the premier league and um other soccer organizations are coming back and you know, we've had we've had NASCAR for the last couple weekends here in in North America, but yeah, not cra- a team crazy. sport. Crazy, I didn't know about that. 
Oh, really? <laughs> Didn't know. I'm t- I turned it on the other day, and they're like, yeah, Ryan Newman's first race since the Daytona 500. I'm like, what? <laughs> when did they tape this? Oh, this is live. What? So I'm, I like NASCAR again now, apparently. It's well, pretty cool. Something to, something to watch, at least. Pretty cool, but, yeah. But, yeah, like there, there was definitely uh, a bit of a race in terms of, like, let's get something out there for someone to listen to. And the NBA, from what I can tell anyway, has been fairly silent overall. Like, I haven't heard anything from the NBA. Maybe I'm following the wrong people on Twitter, but, like, I'm, I'm hearing a lot about, like, well, this is what baseball's doing, this is kind of what the NFL's thinking. I haven't really heard squat from the NBA, which is the big, you know, competitor to the NHL's schedule. Yeah, I think the NBA... I think the NHL was more or less waiting to do what the or waiting to see what the NBA was going to do, and and I think I take a little bit of pride in the idea that Gary Bettman and everyone else were were willing to say like it doesn't matter if this happens in July or if this happens in September, this is what it's going to look like, you know? How's it going to look any different by then in terms of what we're going to do as an on ice product? Because you know, they're not going to just wait two more months because they're going to be like, oh, well, the virus will be gone and, say, like, say that were a thing. You know what I mean? Like, they're still going to have to ease back in. So this is the way they have to do it. I think it was smart for them to just say, like, look, this is what it's going to be and, and we may as well announce it. The, the only thing, and we're definitely going to get there, is the draft lottery doesn't make much sense. But, um, but yeah, I, I like, I see what you're saying. I think Adam Silver of the NBA is just more or less going to sit back and, and, and like, there's no real reason for them to have to make the announcement. I think what the NHL did today was more of a business move in the sense that I think this is going to gain them more fans than something like if the NBA did this, uh, would do because the NBA is, is almost close to peaking in popularity. Like there's, there's not, like, they're huge. They're everywhere. They're the biggest fucking sports organization in the world. Like, they're by far the biggest. So it's like, yeah, like, you know, how much bigger can we get, really? Can't add players to the teams to create more exposure or anything. Like, this is what it is. So I think the NHL had more to gain by saying something. It's not that I think the NBA is sitting on their hands and is running around like a chicken with their head cut off. I'm sure they have a contingency plan, too, and I'm sure we're going to know what it is soon, but... Um, yeah, you're right. I, I do understand there being some confusion there because uh, I think for any of us, it's not really um, black and white at this point. There's a lot of gray area in here still. So there is. Um, I was what I was going to say though on on the flip side of that is while while you know I, I commend the NHL for coming out and and getting that information out and on the sports outlets and something to talk about, like you said. Um, I, I don't I, I feel kind of underwhelmed at the end of the day. Um, there was this big lead up, you know, the last couple of days, you know, we're gonna have this big announcement. Uh, Batman's gonna, you know, hold a press conference and we're gonna get all this information. And all really all we got was a very confusing um, lottery for the draft and the confirmation of what we kind of already knew through the insiders of the sport, um, which was that there was going to be a 2014 playoff. And, and that's really all the information we got. Um, we know a few of the playoff matchups. We still don't really know how the playoffs are going to look. We don't know if the 
play-in round is the playoffs. We don't know, again, where the games are being played. Like you said, that's probably for the best. But I, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm the only one here. I, I just got pumped up for this exciting news, and, and I went and sat down to watch it. And then it was just very kind of deflating, uh, is how it felt for myself. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, like, it's interesting, right? It's It's... Because where your brain is at, not to, not to um, speak for you here or anything, but from what you're describing, like your brain is at this point, and not wrongly, where you're still trying to separate the regular season from the playoffs. Whereas the NHL's this year, you know, like I used the term earlier, we're we're in a gray area. Like th- this this round they're talking about, this is a purgatory type thing. This isn't the playoffs, it's not the regular season, and to try to create the separation, you're right, like, as a sports fan, there has to be some sort of a separation, right? We can't just say that, well, it's the playoffs, but it's not. It's a wild card playoff or whatever, it's like, well, what the fuck does that mean? So, you know, like, I, I understand why you're confused. Like, to, to me, um, you know, like, it's never really been like that in hockey, so it's hard for us to imagine it that way, but I mean, I'm I'm very used to sports where it's like, you know, I don't really know where, who they're going to be playing in the next round. Things can change, right? Like, football is not so much the winner of this game plays the winner of that game as much as it is, well, if this team wins, they play this. If this team wins, they play that. So there is a little bit more movement in terms of other sports, just how things are going to match up. Um, but it's not something that we've typically really seen in the NHL. So I get that you feel unfulfilled. Um, but at the end of the day, like, it's never really mattered... At least to me, just the way I look at it, I wasn't so unfulfilled because at the end of the day, you still got to win your rounds and win your rounds, and, and it doesn't really matter who you're going to play. Like, we know what the first round looks like, and then we take it from there, I, I guess. Um, the, 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 to me, like, the, the bigger issue is going to be what is the product going to look like, more or less, than who's going to play who. Because, like, you know, you, you talk about, well, it'd be nice to know, like, if Toronto wins their their series against Columbus are they playing Boston or are they playing Tampa or who the fuck are they playing and like the notion that we're gonna come back and like the, the one team that like one team that I find interesting about is actually Boston and it's not my leaf bias it's if you're telling me that you think that an older team not that they're old but older are going to come back and be as dominant as they were three months ago, that's just, that's just naive. You know, because we talk about these aging curves and everything like that, how guys age. And all of a sudden, we're asking them to condition a different way than Zdeno Chara ever has in his 42-year life. And he's already sucking wind before the fucking break. You're telling me he's going to come back and still be an NHL player? Maybe. But based on what we know about sports science, really good chance Boston is like, one of the teams that gets screwed by this. So it's kind of like, are they going to play Boston? Well, what does it mean to play any of these teams anymore? Like, it's just, it's such a reset button that a lot of people are looking at it as a continuation of the regular season. I look at this as its own separate mutant being. It's a tournament, and I understand that for continuity's sake, we have to associate it to the regular season we just played. But... There's nothing stopping 
the Florida Panthers from winning the Stanley Cup, a team that, like, arguably might have missed the playoffs, or, you know what I mean? Like, the, the Islanders were sliding ridiculously. This is a reset for them. Like, there's just a lot of things within it that if they had a concrete answer of how the playoffs look, it still doesn't mean anything, right? That's always been my kind of thing when we're talking about the hockey aspect of this. I've already made it known on the podcast. I don't think they should come back, but that's... I've already said my piece on that, so... From the hockey standpoint, there's just no way to guarantee what we're going to be seeing anyway. Right. No, I I definitely agree um, with you there. Where I was kind of more coming from, though, was like the um, the idea that we got all this information today, and my, my my dad watched hockey when he was you know a little younger. We used to watch it together, and then as as he's grown the last few years he's he's come to appreciate other sports and other hobbies and stuff like that so he doesn't really have a lot of time for hockey but I I try to keep him updated on what's going on and and where I really felt that I didn't get much out of the day was when he he said to me oh I heard on the radio that the NHL is coming back and I said yeah and he then asked me oh so what are they doing and I explained to him what they were doing and he just said flat out to me I thought we knew that already and it was one of those yeah. situations where it's like, okay, like here's a guy that doesn't really pay attention to, like he doesn't have social media, he's not watching TSN and you know every night, and even he already knew what was going to be said. So yeah. I, I, I'm more looking at the big picture here. There's a lot of information that that was said, and there's a lot of good content here. It's just I, I, I felt that well, if we could have made get- something more concrete at, at the end of the day, I would have felt better. Yeah, well, what don't about what do you find not concrete about this though? Like, I I find I think this is pretty black and white. Like, I think we know what the plan is. the The only things we don't know are how long the series are going to be. But like, literally, when the playoffs are three weeks away, it's going to be kind of hard for them to even really guarantee that because, you know, if we buy this notion of this October second wave. Like, it's going to be really hard to continue the playoffs the way that they're going to quarantine. Like, these guys are in quarantine, mm-hmm. I would say, 90%. They still have to, you know, there's still going to be places that they can get this virus. So, um, my point is just that, aside from the series length, I think everything is pretty much set in stone. The only thing is you just don't know who they're, who's, who they're going to play in the second round yet. I don't sure. know. Like, I guess it used to, right? When it was the one through eight, the winner of two versus seven didn't know if they were playing three versus six or oh, one versus sure, eight yeah. or you yeah. know it's not uncharted territory yeah. as far as that's concerned. I've got no problem with that. Like I think it's really interesting how they're gonna handle um, everything. They don't know if they're gonna reseed yet. They don't know if they're going to have a bracket. Like you know the top four seeds are gonna have this little mini tournament mm-hmm. and. Well, that's supposed to determine the top four seeds, but it might not, like, depending on how the, you know, games shake out. If there's, you know, uh, a draw, you know, three-way tie, well, then we have to revert back to the standings from the season. So, mm-hmm. like, it just, it left a lot to be desired. Um, and I don't fault them for this. Like, there's, there's absolutely no way that you can come out and make this kind of announcement, but we don't know when this is happening. We don't know where it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know when the draft lottery is going to take place. We don't know when the draft's going to take place. We don't really know when anything is going to happen. 
Um, and that's I'd... a part of COVID. Well, this, like, we, we might go another Sorry, two weeks going. here. Like, you know, we might go another two weeks here. And then everything they said today could be thrown out the window mm-hmm. tomorrow, right? So it's a lot of statements and, you know, ideas and promises being thrown around. But I, I you know, I, I can't really buy into it knowing that, you know, we might not even get to this stage. So why all the fluff yeah. and pomp and circumstance? Well, it, it does create optimism to at least know that the league does have the plan in place and, and short of short of picking uh, their hub cities like most of the playoff part of it I think is is pretty much decided I, I think I see it a little bit differently than you um, because it's one of those things it's going to happen like this or it's not going to happen at all that's where we're at now right We at least we know that it was never going to be um, okay but when is this going to happen like the announcement was always if it was coming anytime soon like they can't guarantee right we don't we don't know anything and that's part of the the reason why they can't announce the hub cities they're going to have all these cities that they had the short list of uh prepare but you know they they can't pick for so many reasons right they don't know say they pick pittsburgh and and there's a massive outbreak the week before like there's a huge second wave everyone goes lake of the ozarks and fucking the whole city of pittsburgh goes to the same lake on the weekend trinity bellwoods and it's just a mess and then it's like, oh, right, we had the NHL, like, half the NHL coming here next weekend. What are we going to do now? Like, you know, the issue with, um, you know, like, your crazy fans uh, compromising security with these places uh, because they have, you know, weeks to plan on how they're going to fucking get in and, and break into Mitch Marner's hotel room or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like that's part of the problem. So, aside from that though like every everything's pretty much set in stone the difference for me was just uh now we know at least sort of roughly how long this is probably going to take them to finish and that also makes it easier to plan i think that's a big difference because if we're gonna you know if we're gonna say yeah we're gonna aim for mid-july but we still don't know if we're gonna do fucking 16 teams all best of seven rounds and okay well that can take six weeks that can take nine or ten or more if you only have certain ice services, which they will, right? Um, you know, you're only going to have so many places you can play because there's a lot of people making the argument. It's like, well, you can crush it out in less time if you play at more rinks. Like, Toronto has all these rink options. Well, no, what they're what they're hoping to do is, is establish an Olympic Village type thing where they're going to shut down two or three blocks of the downtown Nobody can go in those two, three blocks, and the players are going to walk to the rink, and the only people going in these areas are NHL players. It's going to be security at all times. Like, that's the plan. It's not to put these guys on buses that maybe were used for some other purpose last week and maybe didn't get wiped down properly. And it's No, the plan is so that way there's, there's less outside world as possible, right? And so... You can't have seven rinks and do it that way. Like, they can try, but that's a that's not a good idea, right? You want to try to, like, insulate these guys as much as possible. Yeah, like, I agree with you. I understand where you're coming from. There's so many different nitpicky things that, that we can pick and say, well, there's an issue with this and an issue with that. And and I guess, like, I, under, I understand maybe you were expecting a little bit more today. 
But to me, what the confirmation was is that at least the league is optimistic enough that they think that we're going to play this out still. Because the sitting on your hands thing, you know, with the NBA, like it makes you kind of wonder if the NBA is thinking maybe it's better to cancel this. And again, that is my thought. But the vast majority of people seem to think that it's it's better to go back to our normal lives. And that's fine. People can do that. I think the NHL deciding to do that was sort of... It wasn't so much the announcement. It was the fact that they made the announcement for me. The difference here, sorry, like kind of what I was trying to get at was the difference was a few weeks ago, you and I talked about a potential contingency plan. We talked about the rumors, but we only grazed over them because, you know, until it comes from the NHL, I'm not inclined to believe anything I hear from... Sure. This is what I hear. It's impossible for rumors at now, like during this, to stay completely contained, right? Because there's no way to trace it back now. If fucking Mitch Marner wants to tell... Well, I don't know why I keep singling out Mitch Marner. Let's pick a new player. Who should I make fun of? If Jacob Slavin wants to fucking tell all of his buddies that this is what's going on, it's going to be hard for the NHL to track it back to Jacob Slavin and discipline Jacob Slavin when there's a thousand or more people, like a couple thousand people in the know, information could have gotten out anyhow, right? Mm-hmm. So, until we know it's true, and now we do know that at least this is what they think is going to happen, then now it's worth a discussion, I think, right? Yeah. No, it, it's it's definitely worth discussing. Um, it's the first, you know, news we've had to talk about in, you know, well, 75 days, more or less. Um, so, I'm, I'm not unhappy to have the conversation being stirred i just i i looked at it and i thought you know you guys could have just put a press release out and you know had your outlets tweet out a statement and cover all the information here and gap yeah, confirm the rumors and everything like that because i, I don't know uh, i'll stop beating the dead horse because uh, there's lots to talk well, about here but the, the the difference there james is it's just you're you're overlooking a really simple thing here because you're you're a smart hockey fan Whereas, this is for the 95% where it's like, here's everything on paper, where the other 5% of us would have been like, okay, here's what all this means. Like, it's just easier when you hear Gary Bettman go through a PowerPoint. You've been, you've taken school. <laughs> if it, it, it's, it's sometimes easier for people to see things as a PowerPoint than to hear the professor lecturing or to read it in the textbook. That's all today was, is just to make sure everyone is is understanding and i gotta be honest with you gary bettman could not have been more clear like it was just i thought he did a beautiful job to be quite honest with you i know a lot of people don't like him i thought he did that it was perfect 12 minutes here's what's happening see you later i'm going to stop my kid from my grandson from fucking up the kitchen like he was i don't know if you saw that part but my grandson right (laughs) Uh, i did not stick around for that uh, particular (laughs) episode unfortunately hmm um yeah like like it's at the end of the day it's it's good we got something to talk about there's there's you know the the drink is being stirred so to speak but um yeah there's 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 lots here i don't really know where you want to start do you do you want to maybe like do you want to take a look at what we know like we do have eight confirmed yeah playoff matchups do you kind of want to jump through those real quick well we can we can skim over them i mean you know um yeah let's skim over them anyway at least okay uh let's start out west um just because 
Um, I know there was some confusion that I saw um, online in a few places about um, the top four seeds moving through and why the Edmonton Oilers were not one of those top four seeds, uh, given that they had the fourth best record in the West. Um, it, it appears as though the NHL is taking the top two seeds from each division. Um, and those move into this top four type of bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, Which in reality is more uniform with how the NHL already does it. Right. Right. For them to say right. that these are the top four in the conference, we don't, we don't do that. So why are we all of a sudden doing that? You know? Right. Not that I think um, it's the right way to do it, but right. So here we have a situation where Dallas jumps over Edmonton despite having fewer points, a higher point percentage, um, and into the playoffs. So I guess I'll start there with, and, and, and pose it this way to you: um, given that there doesn't seem to be a lot of you know compensation being given out in terms of point percentage to the other seedings do you do you think the Oilers fans are getting the raw end of the the stick here in a sense um of teams where this format screws them the Oilers are probably at the top of the list now the reason i feel that way though is more the idea that the Oilers fought to get the better draw, and so did all, like a couple other teams. But I don't think the Oilers are particularly good, as I mentioned. <laughs> so I think that they are one team that would have strongly benefited from some exhibition, you know what I mean, type tournament to kind of something to fight for, some meaningful hockey, and then they're going to play, you know what I mean, a, a team that has also played meaningful hockey, but... I don't know. Yeah, I, I think the Oilers are a team uh, that definitely have a gripe here. Um, you know, the, the I'm not going to complain about it, but the Leafs are a team. The the fans are gonna are bitch a little bit, and I actually think that there's a there's a case to be made there. That's not really one that I agree with, but the Oilers definitely are the ones that are going to feel the effects of it the most. I would think. Yeah, you're sitting as a second seed in, in a division. Uh, you know, two months ago. You got home ice in the playoffs. You know you're 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 looking gravy more or less, and now you've been relegated to this mini tournament where you have to kind of play for your lives against uh, a 12 seed Chicago team who, like, yeah, don't don't sleep on them. No, like I, this is the Blackhawks. See, like, that, I'm that's the I'm, thing with all these, right? And that's why I wanted to say like we'll skim over these. Is there's enough information for us to talk about at the end of the day? Like this isn't. I don't look at this as a continuance of the regular season. Like, there's nothing stopping the Chicago Blackhawks from showing up in Pittsburgh at a practice arena and finding this fucking mojo out of nowhere and going on this run. Because, you know, like, the Oilers are not a good example. The Oilers are a younger team, so I do have a little bit of faith that they'll return to somewhat of form, although I think they've lucked their way into wins as well. Um, But a team like Pittsburgh... You know what I mean? Like, like, like. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I would bet against it if you're asking me to put money on it. Uh, Crosby and Malkin are at that fucking age, man. They might just show up one day and suck. Like, we're, we're kind of there. We're there. It might happen. You know? I wouldn't bet on it. But, like, they're a team that if they showed up and got absolutely shit-canned in three games, I wouldn't be remotely shocked. Yeah. 
No, I, I, this this is all bets are off type of mm-hmm. hockey, I think. Exactly. Um, I, I think the Blackhawks do have, they obviously have some championship pred- pedigree left on the roster. And although I'm a fairly analytic-driven person, uh, I'm not a complete stat nerd. There is something to be said for the guys that know how to win and, and know how to work through adversity. And the Blackhawks have some guys that, even though they're not great anymore, see Duncan Keith... Uh, they can still contribute in the locker room and kind of show you a few things. You know, they still have Corey Crawford. Like, I was going to say, they definitely have the edge in goaltending. I'm, I'm not say. a Corey Crawford fan, but there's a decent chance Corey Crawford could shut the door against the Edmonton Oilers for three games because if if the Oilers are getting 25 shots and fucking 20 of them are Dreisaitl and McDavid, eh, they might be able to stop them. So. Yeah. Um yeah, I'll get that out of the way before we move on here any further. There's no easy matchups here. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't look at any of these pairings and think there's a clear cut favorite because this this is totally you know uncharted territory mm-hmm. in terms of how we're how we're handling this. Um, so I, I I like Edmonton in the series, but again, like these, these could go either way. Um, we got Nashville and Arizona uh, as the six eleven seed. Um, an Arizona team that I I think are getting uh, the benefit of this uh, yeah. program uh, big that, time because that is that's... Uh, that is one team I that is one of the few series I would bet on I, I I feel pretty good about the Coyotes there I don't think the Predators are constructed the way that they think they are anymore <laughs> like like the Predators seem to think that they're like an offensively constructed team now. Because they traded Subban and now it's signed Duchesne and now our forward group is built and it's like, yeah, okay, you signed a fucking second line center for $64 million and he, he's he got what, like 40 points this year? Like, you know, maybe he wakes up, but I'm someone who's always on Duchesne bet the under. Like, I'm not someone who thinks there's more potential there that's untapped. Like, I've always never really found him anything special. So the Predators are a team that easily could just get shut down by Arizona's ability to play defense. Like, the Predators can play defense, but they don't play it as well as the Coyotes, and they definitely can't score better than the Coyotes. So if we're waiting for 37-year-old Pekka Rene to show up and be lights out, like I said earlier, see my argument that I've already made twice, he might just show up and suck, because he's arguably not been good for a while. So, you know. Yeah, Arizona benefiting from this time off to... yeah. Uh, you know, heal their bodies. Like that's yeah. a team that lost a lot of manpower. The goalie uh, that to was the goalie that was gonna win the Vesna until he got hurt is now healthy, presumably. Yeah, you know? true. <laughs> um, seven Vancouver against ten Minnesota. I either I don't way, know. coin toss. Yeah, either min- way. Min- like the funniest part about this format is it, it, more so in the West, not in the East. I probably would like honestly take the low seed if I had to pick. I think almost all the low seeds are the team that I think. I don't really have a lot of faith in Vancouver. Yeah. Minnesota's another I, team. They can just shut you the fuck out, you know? I, I mean, I I don't... I would give Trevor Green the edge here in terms of his ability to line Trevor match. Green. And, or, uh, Trevor Green is Travis uh, Green. Yeah. safely doing stand-up comedy in his dad's <laughs> basement right now. I believe, Socially distanced so. from yeah. from uh, all of his fans. Actually, he, uh, he's one guy who might be back to work now because things are kind of normal in BC, uh, as we'll talk about when we get to the hub cities in a bit. But uh, he, might, he might be someone who, if he stayed out in BC, things are, things are looking good out there. 
Well, it's getting better at it anyway. Yeah. I know people who went out and sat at a restaurant the other day, so that's kind of Ooh, fucking crazy. That's so. not good. No. Um, Travis Green is what I meant. Yes. Um, I, I would give him a big edge in, in terms of his ability to line match in that series, so it could swing either way. Um, and then we got a Canadian matchup here, 8 Calgary versus 9 Winnipeg. Um, again, uh, the, the one I could see going either way. I, I think both teams have some strengths in certain areas, and and some teams have some, uh, both teams have some weaknesses. But, um, yeah, I, I think they're pretty close on paper. Like, that, that's that's going to be a good series, I, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the East, we've got uh, Pittsburgh uh, taking on uh, the number 12 seed, Carey Price. I mean, Montreal Canadiens. Um, what's, I, I, I'm sure you've heard about this, the, all this rage and, and discussion about uh, you know having to play Carey Price in the, in the playoffs. Now, you could make the argument that any goalie can get hot at any time and, and steal a series. Uh, should the Penguins be this worried about Carey Price? Like, is, is there is there any merit to that fear? The Penguins being afraid of Carey Price? Yeah. Well, the Penguins should maybe be um, afraid of themselves, but uh, no. And, and one issue that I find with the Montreal Canadiens is they do have a lot of older talent on the roster where the bottom can fall out very quickly. Um, actually, not a lot. I'm just talking about Shea Weber. But another issue with Montreal is that this is one of the teams where I looked at immediately and I can't imagine Max Domi's playing. So if they're without probably their best forward and the bottom falls out on Shea Weber and Carey Price arguably hasn't been that good for a while and if the Penguins return to what they were before the lockout, the Penguins are for sure better than a couple of the teams that are going to get the bye here. So, if they return to form, yeah, they're going to destroy Montreal. It's going to be an embarrassment. Yeah. There's something to be said for Carey Price. In in 70 games. uh... When 2014 Carey Price is healthy, yeah, he's the second best goalie in the world in 2014. But, um, you know, that was 2014. And notice they said second best. Like, he's beatable. He's been beaten. Could happen again. Probably will. Um, Here's here's one that I know caused a a, a bit of a stir. Uh, number six Carolina going up against number eleven, the New York Rangers. Um, That's coin flip, I think, but probably the it's coin flip. Eh? Yeah, wow. I like the Hurricanes. I mean, again, prov- provided we go back to normal. The problem with the Rangers is the Rangers were riding a lot of momentum. And that's one thing that I just don't see how any team is going to be able to create like carry over much momentum unless they are the tightest knit group ever. Um, like they're, you're going to lose most of your momentum probably. Like you, just because well, you guys are on Zoom every night doesn't mean that that we're riding that high anymore. Probably. Yeah. Um, and I think the Hurricanes are just uh, like they're they're an unbelievable hockey team when they get the goaltending. And that is something that could catch up with them, but that's like my only knock on the Hurricanes. Really, is just the goaltending makes me nervous. I I definitely agree with the momentum thing. I I, I didn't ever really look at the Rangers as being, you know, reflective of momentum. I I thought it was more of a, you know, they they found their stride. They you know they had a lot of new pieces that joined that club this year, and uh, to me it just. You know, took them a little longer to get in the groove than sure. 
than you'd like. So I, I'd sure, be no, I, with the Rangers. I'm not saying that they're Minnesota where it's like they're a team that just got hot. You know what I mean? And maybe didn't deserve to be where they were. Like, I, I took the Rangers to make the playoffs this year. I do think the, there's something to be said for what the Rangers have. But, um, again, it's just like they were the, like the third best team in the NHL uh, over like the, the like the 30 games or whatever before the, the stoppage. Like, I, I don't have it in front of me, but it was something like that. Right. And um, it's just a matter of do you bet them being that good? Or do you think that's a product of momentum? And I don't. I don't think they're that good. I, I, I think mm. they're pretty good, um, but not a top three team in the league, and certainly not a team that, uh, when the Hurricanes are on, they should be worried about. Like the Hurricanes are, you know, I'd rather draw any of those other low seeds, but Rangers aren't the end of the world. I don't think. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, number seven, we've got the Islanders against the number ten <laughs> Florida Panthers yeah, I'll take in a the series Panthers. that no one cares about. I'll apparently. take the Panthers, and I don't want to talk about it. <sighs> Well, I mean, we can talk about it if you want. But. Yeah, I don't know. Panthers probably. I, I don't know. That is a boring ass series. Like, See, I'm like, sorry. I'm not. I'm. 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 I don't. Again, I said I'm not going to ride momentum too much, but I think the Islanders sliding so bad is actually like like your argument for the Rangers. I think the Islanders slide before the break is more indicative of what they are as a team. I think they are dog shit stru- like structurally. I, I think they are a horrible fucking hockey team. Uh, and Barry Trotz knows that, and he's trying to do what John Tortorella did in, in New York for the first little bit before they caught some steam and got Rick Nash and everything, where let's just block shots and hopefully the goalie makes a bunch of saves. Uh, and lastly, we've got the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs at 8 versus the Blue Jackets at 9. Um, the Leafs, the only other team here that uh, were in that echelon yeah. of having a playoff spot locked up in their own division. Um, and I, I, I know it, it's, we're going point percentage here, but they, they definitely get the raw end of the stick in terms of having to play a, a tough Columbus blue jackets team, um, in nine. Um, I don't know. Three, three straight shutouts for, uh, that Latvian kid or what? Yeah. Which one of them? Um, yeah. it's, it's against my better interest to make any predictions. So I certainly will, will not do that. Um, but what I will say is that if the Leaf, if the Leafs play um, at full strength, how they're capable, it should be a cakewalk, absolute cakewalk. It, it shouldn't even be close. The issue is that you know of the Leafs season, like aside from the first four games and like a month and a bit after Keith got hired, Keith got hired. I never really saw them as a as a hungry team. They really seem to go through the motions, and there's nothing less motivating than a eighteen thousand empty seats. So I I am a little bit concerned as a Leaf fan, but um, again, it's 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 just hard to say. It'll depend on um, how the second round matchup shake down. I think if if it's Boston waiting for the second round, it's it, the Leafs are going to have to win the series so they can lose to Boston in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. if it's somebody else, I think Columbus has the uh, the advantage there. So we'll have to see how that works out. Speaking of uh, Columbus and Toronto, um, both teams are uh, cities that are up for uh, yeah. possibly being hubs here. Yeah. Um, ten well, of which were announced. Yeah, t- ten, ten announced uh, by Gary Bettman today. We've got the... Uh, 
Uh, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, which I thought was funny that they would put that. The the arena is only in one city. It's not in both. Um, Pittsburgh, Toronto, or Vancouver. Um, so those are the, the ten cities that have, have been deemed, I guess, as the finalists or well, something. Well, as I said eyes. again uh, today, James, is Gary Bettman's announcement was for the idiot fans uh, that probably don't know that St. Paul is actually just Minneapolis. So if they were to put St. Paul, it would confuse a lot of people. That was more or less just a geography lesson, I think, as part of his um, PowerPoint. Um, that, that man like you know not a bad powerpoint to be honest with you, you probably could have picked a better font than the generic one they give you but other than that i um, take a class there, there's definitely knocks uh, concerns on a lot of these cities i think um i don't really know much about what's been going on in chicago um i don't imagine it's good no that that would be one city that i would be a little bit concerned about just because of the volume columbus seems like an ideal destination to be honest with you because they are a rare city where um the population's younger as far as i know ohio's doing well um but again i haven't really followed it that much um that is a younger city though that does have the infrastructure because of the university and because of um they host a lot of trade shows and things like that so they have quite a bit of a, a downtown toward the rink, as far as I understand. That's probably a good setting for them, I would think. The one city that's on here that concerns me, um, obviously, is Toronto. Um, just because of, again, the volume, for sure. And I know, like, LA's on here, and, a, and Chicago's on here, so, you know. And Vancouver, I guess, to single out Toronto seems a little bit unfair. But, um, again, it just... That's... Well, that's the one part of the country and and Montreal that are really having issues right now with the numbers spiking back up. So I look at Toronto on this list as a best case scenario. Obviously, if everything's settled and um, you know the Air Canada Centre is right beside like seven hotels, so logistically it makes a lot of sense from that perspective. But um, Toronto's got a long way to go, I think, before that's a safe destination. Well, and like let's let's get it right out of the way up front here. Um, the three Canadian teams on this list, I I don't see a way that that happens at all for any of them. Um, the issues with the border and the you know quarantining coming yeah. into the country, um, I'd be really surprised if if that either gets waived by you know uh, the Canadian government or that the NHL agrees to it. Um, I, I don't see either option being likely. So I. I I'm tending, or sorry, I'm, I'm leaning to believe that we're going to have two American cities here, and yeah. that's just the way it's going to be. Because, well, Edmonton and Edmonton and Vancouver. The problem is, is like with a lot of those American cities, man, is is just because Edmonton and Vancouver are doing so much better than most places in the states, and I think the states are more susceptible to a, a really big wave a lot sooner than people are 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 really considering right um so vancouver like edmonton makes a ton of sense to me um there's really nothing i can think of that would concern me with edmonton like i've, I've been in that downtown if you want to make it an olympic village there's not there's definitely not enough um where it's going to be an easy situation to get them to the rink that would be the only concern 
there's not hotels that are that far though. Like they can they can they can host twelve teams within a few blocks. Um, it would just get a little bit messy. You know, you may have to find a way to transport them there rather than having them walking because they would have to shut down about. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to say about 14 streets in downtown Edmonton, uh, much of which are uh, where people live. So that would be a problem. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Vegas and LA, I think the only real big concerns there is the ice. Like, you know, you think, you think fucking the ice is bad in May? Try Vegas in July. They've never tried it before. Let's see how that goes. So that could be concerning, but um, that's something that I've, I've seen floated around as being this big issue that, um, I don't know if it is Mm. like as, as much to the point of, you know, I've, I've seen people making it. You you take thirty thousand people out of a building, and that it's you know you can keep the ice cold. Like they've put ice outdoors in Mexico City for for Christ's sake, right? Like certainly, it's but doable. but but rinks are not like they're not meant to have playoff hockey in July. So they're going to have to get a little creative in terms of the engineering, is all. Sure, like they're yeah. they're not meant for needing to be that much colder because when would it ever have to be that much colder? You know what I mean? There's only ice in those rinks for 12 hours a day a week sometimes. So, mm. you know, it, it it gets a little tricky. I know, I would think Vegas probably makes more sense for that, cause, just because it's a newer rink. Probably has a little bit more um, ability to freeze the ice, I guess what I'm trying to say. But I know, like, you know, the, the constant complaint in, in L.A. was not that people have blamed, you know... LA is ice for the reason they've won the cup, but there have been players who have lost the Stanley Cup final in that city being like, yeah, well, they knew how the puck was going to bounce. Like, mm. <laughs> they're, they're the only people that ever played hockey on this rink uh, in June before we did. So, you know. Yeah. Um, I think for myself, if I had to pick two out of the list, and assuming that the issues with the Canadian border are, are still, you know, insurmountable. I think I'd lean Pittsburgh and Columbus. Yeah. Um, I like I like what you said about Columbus. Like they seem to have a, a fairly good handle on it. Nowhere is going to be perfect, right? Well, like, I, none of these cities are going to have an absolute perfect game plan here. There are people arguing too, like you need to have one East and one West city, which like uh, Columbus is a West city. Like they they are an hour <laughs> they are an hour behind because they should be in the Western Conference, but there's not enough fucking NHL teams. You know what I mean? We're going to have 20 teams... If we go by time zones, we're going to have 11 teams in the fucking Eastern... Or, you know, like, you know what I'm saying, right? Just the way everything lines up, Columbus has to be in the Eastern Conference. But in reality, like, if we're talking time zones, if we're really concerned about that... I mean, you're going to have a few weeks head fucking start. So, like, you should be able to get that hour back in your sleep. Um, but, you know, like, Columbus kind of is a West City. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how does it matter if it's an Eastern Conference city... If they're not leaving the fucking hotels other than to go to the rink. Like, they're not going to be going to the fucking restaurants and stuff like that. Like, they're going to have to stay in the hotel and go to the rink and go to the gyms and, like, like nothing else. So what the hell does it matter I, where I, they I are? For, I guess for broadcasting purposes. Sure, but, only, but as far yeah. as they're concerned, the only thing that's relative for them is, like, it feels like they're on a fucking space station is what it's going to feel like. Like, who gives a shit what time it is? Is there um, any anything here that, in terms of the ten cities, was there anyone left off that you were surprised didn't make an appearance for hub cities? Yeah. Uh no, no. To um, 
I know one city that probably would have been on under better circumstances is Montreal, but um, there's nothing they can really do. I mean, you know, like I've been all of, like a lot of these Canadian cities that are like I've been all the Canadian cities that are left off, I guess. So, well, not Montreal, but like Winnipeg, you know as well as I do. There's there's no fucking way. Like, there's not enough hotels anywhere near that fucking rink to to do that. It just there's no way it would work. Um, and then with Ottawa, <laughs> um, yeah, oh, they're the not jokes just they're not end. They're not walking to the rink. What are you gonna do? Sleep in the fucking car dealerships? Like, what are you gonna? Where are you gonna put them? And then Calgary again. Like, there's there's hotels near the rink, but it's not it's not walking distance. It's again not really feasible. So, um. Because that's kind of what they're looking at, right? Is a is a is a downtown that can kind of support the idea of having them nearby. If we have to play on two rinks, you know, minimize the travel so they're not like you know what I mean. Maybe they can even walk to the second rink or whatever. And um, a few of these rinks have that option, or a few of these cities have that option. Whereas um, the Canadian cities that are left off don't. Uh, as for American cities, I can't really speak to a lot of them because I haven't been to a lot of them, but. Um, yeah, there's nothing really that popped out at me as, as not being an option. I mean, uh, most of California is still pretty heavily uh, shutting down things like that. So, you know, they're trying to be still pretty progressive. So L.A. is really the only option there just because it's L.A. It's always going to be an option. Um, yeah, not, not really. I mean, there's I, not there's I, not really any cities I can think of that uh, I, at least that I've never been to, that I know have that area to support it around the rink. These are kind of the ten cities that have more of a vibrant um downtown by the rink or in the case of minneapolis at least they have a lot of hotels by the rink you know what i mean it's not a vibrant area but you can support a bunch of hockey teams in fact that's one thing that works really well for minneapolis is the fact that eh, no one's going to the mall so no one should be by the fucking rink like no one lives there (laughs) there's not any houses around there so yeah um, Detroit was one that came to mind. Just you know, they got a new arena. From what I know, the area mm-hmm. is fairly hotel rich. And then probably um, they don't want uh, Austin Matthews walking down streets in downtown Detroit. Might be the issue there. <laughs> couple uh, okay, <laughs> couple of violence uh, gangs might abscond him. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Oh boy! I would think that I would. I'm not kidding, James. I think the crime probably had a lot to do with that. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, just quickly before we move on to something else here, did did you think that was there any merit in in the idea that was once floated around about just doing this in Des Moines, Iowa, or you know Fargo, North Dakota, you know areas that are much lower in terms of their volume or risk factor, but still have rinks that at least at an AHL level can be skated on they're they're north enough that they're not going to yeah. be affected by the the southern summer heat I mean initially yeah initially that makes more sense because initially my understanding was the plan for the players just to bust to the rink like like fucking normal but what they're trying to do is avoid even that like they're just trying to get players to walk to the rink Intense that they put up maybe to separate the city from the from the from the path. Uh, I can't really think of many North American cities that have the downtown around the rink that could also support the ice. Like Houston, maybe, 
But Houston doesn't really, like, I don't think they use that stadium to host hockey ever, so I don't know if it has the, you know what I mean, the engineering to, to lay the ice down. Um, genu- genuinely, like, even not counting NHL cities, uh, I can't honestly think of a city that's left off where it makes any sense. Hmm. Like, the only other one, but I think it's because of geography that it would get left off, is maybe Halifax. But it's so fucking out there that maybe they just left right. it off for that reason, the reason why they <laughs> don't have a team, right? Um, Hartford, I don't know how vibrant the downtown is, but I know they have a rink that it could at least support it. But that'd be another one I would think of. But, yeah, no, I, I think there's just too many obstacles there. Um, to answer your question in a long-winded way, I think these are the only ten cities they really had a feasible, like, where it just makes sense, you yeah. know? There's not enough cons to rule out these 10 cities, I don't think. Other than currently Toronto. But if everything goes all well in Toronto, Toronto is for sure one of your best options. Yeah, um, we'll have to wait and see. Like like I said, like the, those Canadian hurdles are going to be a thing. The, the How these cities handle the outbreak moving forward for the next couple of weeks is going to be a big factor as well. So uh, a lot to figure out there. Um, did you did you want to jump to the the very confusing draft stuff, or was there something else about the the return to play stuff that you wanted to get to first? I was gonna say like we should probably mention you know when they're kind of targeting all of this, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, no earlier than July first should they um, be starting training camps, uh, which makes makes sense because we won't know uh, where they're going for another at least three weeks. So. Um, which again, like I said, it makes sense. It's just it's it's really difficult for you to tell everyone in Pittsburgh that you're coming there, and then everything just gets out of control because, um, you know, like people in Pittsburgh here, well, the NHL is coming here with twelve of their teams, so we must be doing good. Let's go outside and fucking kiss each other. You know, it's not a good idea. So maybe don't announce it too uh, too quickly, so that way people don't get too ahead of themselves. I guess, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't really think there's much else on in terms of that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the 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 draft lottery we're actually going to get first in, mm-hmm. in about a month month's time. We're going to have the lottery. Um, this made zero sense to me. Like th- this almost <laughs> pissed me off more than anything. Uh, yeah. This the entire day. What they what the NHL wants to do is they want to hold the draft lottery on on a Friday, and I guess that's something to watch. Like we can presumably tune in and, and watch that happen if there's nothing else going on in the world come the end of June. Um, but yeah, the so the the top three picks will be up for grabs, uh, as as is the you know the norm in, in years past. Um, the seven team the 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 seven teams that are not in this playoff world um, are in the lottery. And then eight more that lose that first play-in round will get added in uh, whenever that happens. Uh, if you're noticing a problem off the hop, uh, yes, uh, they will be holding the, the lottery before the teams have actually been eliminated from the playoffs. So Team A could win the draft lottery and no one will know who team a is until like th- you know a month or month and a half later when they finally get around to playing these games so we we could have a situation where we we go into this draft lottery this big televised event and we learn nothing <laughs> mm-hmm. you know 
Team A win won the lottery. They get Lafreniere. Oh, well, who's Team A? Oh, we don't know yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, it, almost, it almost makes you think that they're going to determine that after the fact, maybe. Like, as if the NHL's uh, perhaps been pulling strings on the draft lottery for years. Who would ever think that? Well, I... I, I think that that's that's long been debunked, but uh, this this I suppose is is the year to do it. I guess if you want to really yeah. lean in to help somebody. I, I saw a tweet today, like it just made me laugh. It's like, could you imagine like the Leafs or the Penguins get Lafreniere? Well, yeah, the Penguins might fucking need them. Like they're they're at the end of the window, man. What are we talking about? Like they need Laf. They should win the lottery. If any team in the league needs him, it's it's them probably. Keep it going a little bit. You know what I mean? They've always had a high-profile player. Don't know how much longer they're going to have high-profile players. So, like, that would make the most sense. The Leafs, yeah, it's that'd be ridiculous. They don't need another fucking player, but uh, there's two, if, they, there's, if they tried. There's only two teams here that can win. It's either going to be the Edmonton Oilers because they're the Edmonton Oilers, mm. or it's going to be the Arizona Coyotes because they have Taylor Hall on their team, and Taylor Hall just wins lotteries. So, mm. um, They could use a star in the desert, too. Oh, they could. A French one. Wouldn't that be interesting? The French-Canadian kid goes to Arizona, and then we can just make up photoshopped images of what he would look like in a Habs jersey down down the road. Um, go to Arizona, and then we can listen to three years of Lafreniere for Matthews rumors. That'll be fucking joyous. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, going into the, the draft lottery... Um, Detroit holds the highest, you know, they've got the 18% off the top. Um, however, the Ottawa Senators have a combined 25% shot at winning him yeah. uh, by virtue of having the second and third best odds yeah. at 12 and 13%. So, you know, on, on one hand, you can kind of say that, you know, Detroit's getting kind of screwed over here, but... Um, you know that's that's more or less just a result of of Ottawa making a you know, a good trade with a team that was uh, thinking they were in better shape than they were in the San Jose Sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm not as up in in arms about the whole draft lottery format as most people. Um, the format doesn't bother me. It's just this no. weird like we're gonna hold it before we know the teams. That that's the way they want to do it for aesthetics purposes just makes no sense um you know it's just the draft lottery is just made up anyway to me like it doesn't matter when they do it like just do it do it do it like a couple days before the draft or like after the stanley cup final or something like the draft isn't going to be anywhere near the playoffs conceivably so what the hell's the difference right like why does it matter just 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 wait so I don't know. Like I, I'm never, re- I'm not really a big draft lottery guy. I I like that they do the lottery. I think it makes sense in a way, but like I don't, th- I don't think the results of players getting drafted to teams makes as much of a difference as people think it does. You know, like I don't, I don't know. Are Connor McDavid's ever going to win a Stanley Cup? Like who knows? You know, like it, it, it doesn't necessarily make this all of a sudden team that just can't stop losing uh, Stanley Cups. Like, who? when was the last team that won the draft lottery that went on to win eight Stanley Cups like they got fucking Michael Jordan? Like, name that team. Because the closest thing other than Pittsburgh is Chicago, who, you know, maybe had one top ten player in the league the whole time they did that. So, like, 
you know, it didn't really benefit that much, I guess. It's just, to me, like this idea where it's going to make this league so unbalanced. And yet we've got a 24-team playoff format where it's like, well, pretty much every team other than Montreal could win the Stanley Cup this year. The league is very balanced as it is. What the hell's the difference where the player goes to me, right? Like, you know, if uh, if a team that gets eliminated wins the play wins the lottery and gets Lafreniere, say he goes to Chicago or something, it's not as big of a deal as people think it is. I think. Well, no, unless I, he I, scores two hundred goals a year, which is possible, he is pretty good. I, I don't think it's as big a deal as people make it out to be. I I I do get the sentiment that you know, I'm, I'm kind of caught in the middle in, to a degree where I, I feel like, you know what, Detroit really could use Alexis Lafreniere and the league should want Detroit to have Alexis Lafreniere. But at the same time, you don't want teams just coming out and tanking outright to get an Alex Lafreniere. And, you know, we can sit here and say that teams don't tank, but they fucking tank. And, uh, well, they, they try it, as best they can, right? Like, it's it, to sit here and say that it's like, you know, you can you can tank. Like, it doesn't really work out all the time, right? So, like, you can right. try all you want, but your players are still going to try to win. It doesn't matter how good or bad they are. And hockey, like, is such a difficult sport to win. It's also a difficult sport to lose. So, um, you know, you can try. Buffalo uh, didn't tank well enough in 2015, <laughs> so they had to go out and trade their two goaltenders for a couple of AHL guys to make it uh, even easier. Uh, but you know what I mean, like so. Like on one hand, I would Wait, are I would really love that to they see. Didn't think Chad Johnson was going to be a number one goalie. Uh, boy, did they try! Um, I I I, I want Johnson. to see Alexis Lafreniere in in Ottawa or in Detroit. You know, a market that has suffered. Sure, needs some turning around. You know, you I know don't want to see him in Chicago because they've had their cup. Sure, like, fuck them. Sure. Like, I don't give a shit. Right? No, I, but I, I get that I, too. I know what you're saying. Like, I, I agree handedly that if if, if it's you a win neat, lottery, you win the lottery. Like, that's it's a neat idea to me that through basically their entire history, well, since since the mid '80s, I guess that the Pittsburgh Penguins have had a like superstar larger than life player at every point right and the idea of Lafreniere going there is good it is it's good for the image in that sense I think people outside of hockey only really care about something like that though right like all that it grows that team outside of hockey it's one more player that casual fans can really get behind and you know he maybe gets them into hockey and it's like wow they had Lafreniere but before this they had Malkin and Crosby and like, you know what I mean? You learn all this history, and it's like, it's really cool if you're learning hockey the first time. It doesn't do shit for regular fans, though. What the hell do I care where he plays? You know what I mean? It's the funniest yeah. thing when they do that in the NBA. Like, they talk about the odds in the NBA. The NBA is the one league where it's like, I don't think teams have identities. They just live in a city and wear a fucking different colored jersey. Those teams don't have identities. There's no identities there. Players just hop around every two years. What the hell's the difference? NHL, there's history. Like, there's a little bit more to be said there. So, I'm just going off on a rant there. That's fair. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess that's something that we can watch in a month from now and then laugh when the NHL has Team A, B, and G as the top three seeds and, and no one knows who those are for another month after that. And we all got together to watch it for nothing, which which will be a lot of fun. Something that we can all do together, as it were. Yeah. I don't... Uh... 
Yeah. I don't remember the last time I cared about the draft lottery, like other than when the Leafs got Austin Matthews. I think that was, that was cool. First time I ever sat and watched the draft lottery. And then <laughs> even once, the, even when they won it, I'm kind of like, ah, they're going to fucking take Line aren't they? I which, didn't even watch it. Which would have been was, fine, but. I don't, I don't even think I watched it. I just like. Well, I came I knew, home from work. I knew, I knew when to turn it on to see. Like, oh, yeah. who got first, who got second. I didn't sit there and watch, like, oh, number 10. Like, well, at the time, I worked, like, a three-minute drive from my house. So I clocked out at 8.01, and I was home by 8.02, sitting on my couch, mucking dinner as fast as I can, waiting for this draw, and then went back to work with a tear in my eye. There you go. Um, so we're going to have hockey, uh, by all accounts, unless the world ends, and... The murder, the the murder hornets take over as the rightful rulers of Earth. And I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. Like to remind them that as a trusted TV personality, uh, I can be helpful in rounding up others to toil in their underground sugar caves. Now, we start playing. We get a couple games in. Somebody gets eliminated, swept off the hop. A couple other series go five. And I don't know. Um, Boy, I was going to say Phil Kessel for a second there. That would have been a bad player to pick. Um, fuck, I can't. Jonathan Taves gets coronavirus. Mm. You could have um, just, so that way we're not like putting any hexes on players here, could have just said player A. But then I thought that might get confusing with team A, and then okay. team A have player A. Well, then, no, you can, you you can know, say like a uh, Chicago a player Chicago Chicago Blackhawks player gets coronavirus. We'll call him Player A. Uh, oh, so okay. of course their captain goes down with. Oh dear God! <laughs> don't say that. It's the same thing. The league has come out and said that this will not derail. Yeah, this tournament. don't know about that. I mean, sure. <laughs> like I understand that to do this, they're going to be spending money that they maybe do not have to have this tournament to hopefully restore the faith of their fans and so that way people don't go and lose interest in the NHL long term. So from a business standpoint, they think it's a smart idea to do this. And they are not wrong. However, (laughs) the idea where it's like, yeah, one positive test isn't going to shut down the fucking tournament. Can you do the math on even in this scenario, how many people that that player is going to encounter in the 14 days prior to him getting fucking coronavirus? Almost everyone all, that's all in the ho- in the city. Like, they got to play all these fucking teams. They got to play, like, especially these play-in games. Like, the Bruins have to play three other teams before they play the fourth team. Uh, there's a pretty good chance, like, a lot of people will get fucking sick then if that happens. Like, those are the teams at the most risk. Because they're playing a bunch of different people that they have had no contact with in the last maybe seven, eight, nine months at that point. There's n- there's no logic for to, to for you to come out and say, ah, we won't shut it down no matter what. Just uh, maybe think that and just don't say it for a little while. Yeah. Someone I'm, like I'm... Greg Wyshynski asks you, what are you going to do if Jonathan Taves tw- tests positive for coronavirus? The answer should be, and I didn't go to school for this, but I know this as well as anyone else does. Well, we'll, we'll deal with it on a case-by-case basis. We do have a contingency plan. And pl- Just make it sound like you have a plan. You don't have to say, like, wow, nothing's stopping this train, baby. Like, <laughs> fucking, like, you know? 
Yeah, it's all downhill. The Golden once we, Joe and the Suggins game, <laughs> and they shoot Suggins into the side of the wall. Like you don't need to keep robbing the bank. I uh, I gotta tell you, I am I am really looking forward to when we get to the Stanley Cup Finals mm. and uh, Pierre Maguire but is up, up. rinkside and he's explaining about about why about why the you know the Edmonton Oilers got the big advantage here. You know their hub city, no coronavirus. You got the Pittsburgh Penguins in this side. They had to play a few teams that had it. They got infected. We don't know what kind of influence this is going to have in the finals, but I'm giving the edge to Connor McDavid here because he did not come in contact with Corona. Jake Getzel's out of the ice. We don't know if that has to do with him breaking his leg six months ago or something else, maybe an upper body injury, maybe an illness. I I love the idea of Pierre between the benches still too, though. Like, we're not even... But, like, they'll put up another piece of glass so it's not just glass between the benches. There's, like, a third (laughs) piece of glass in front of him. So he's, like, literally in a booth kind of thing. It's like there's literally no one in any press box or seats in the entire fucking arena. Put him anywhere but between the benches. Put him where the goalie, like backup goalie, normally sits. Who cares? How how come Pierre's still between the benches? How come he's not in one of those one of those uh, suites up top there? He just he says he doesn't know how to know how to call a game from anywhere else in the building. So got locked in last time we put him up there, so they they (laughs) they don't want him touching the knobs or anything anymore. (laughs) Poor Pierre. (laughs) he he got he got lost after the game and started interviewing for management positions. And... <laughs> yeah, should we address that quickly? Pierre Pierre Maguire reportedly interviewed for the general manager position of the New, New Jersey Devils. We can report it, but I'm just of the mind that Pierre interviews for every GM position, and we only like, hear about a couple of them. I I definitely am of the mind. Like a few people have said it, I I definitely agree that it's not a bad idea to interview members of the media with no intentions of hiring them. Like, like you may as well interview as many people as possible, pick their brain, and see what they think about people. And and if nothing less, Pierre Maguire will tell you what you need to know about other people that are interviewing for the job. Because one thing I th- I I have to believe with Pierre Maguire is I'm not going to say he's the most honest dude, but I do think he has a lot of integrity and probably you know what I mean would give an honest answer in an interview for something like that. Um, I mean, I I I spent five minutes with the guy one time, and he is a delight. So. I'm an, ex- I'm an expert. That was 11 years ago. I'm a peer insider, as mm-hmm. it were. I I, I peer inside mm-hmm. the mind. Yeah, you can you peer inside his in inside his soul. Yeah, there it is. Um, where are we? What else? What else? What else happened today? I don't. I don't. Um. Uh. That might, might be mostly yeah. Um, yeah. Uh. Oh, next season, I guess. Next season. Mm. Ooh, yes. Actually, yeah. that yeah, that's a that's a spicy matzo ball right there. <laughs> Haven't All even right, finished I my am, first beer yet. I'm fucking hungry. Ooh, um, me too. The uh, NHL has announced that uh, next season, the 2020-2021 season, um, will be delayed. Obviously, uh, the fact that mm. we're going to finish this at all means that automatically there's going to be some sort of uh, delay. Uh, originally we were hearing uh, late November, early December. Uh, Bettman kind of came out and, and said something that I think I think it was one of those things where he said something that he wants to do, but he's not sure if he can oh, convince everybody else to I know, do it. I know exactly what you're going to say, and I immediately <laughs> jumped off my couch. It was the only part of the announcement. I jumped off my couch and I was like, let's fucking go. Let's go. <laughs> That is such a genius idea. I like how we're talking like completely out of context here, but 
Gary Bettman would like to start the 2020-2021 uh, season. Boy, that's going to get fucking annoying to say. Um, on New Year's Day, on an outdoor rink in Minnesota, if it, uh, if it came down to him, uh, he, he wants to do this at the Winter Classic, mm-hmm. kick off the season next year. Um, so I'm, ass- I'm assuming without fans in the building. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, the whole point of the Winter Classic. I don't know how that would work. Like, I, I guess... <laughs> I guess in theory you could sell fifteen thousand tickets and just have everyone kind of disperse, you know. Like uh, in reality, probably like by going then, to a like going to a university final exam. Put two desks between yeah. you and yeah. <laughs> can't bring in your own water. Well, I can't buy water here. The fucking concessions are closed. Take a little. Yeah. We'd rather you do it in the house than go somewhere else and do it. So, so Gary Bettman wants to start the season effectively three months later, but he still wants to play 82 games next year, um, which I guess means if you like July playoff action um, this year, you can enjoy it next year for the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I got to be honest with you. I, I think I've said it before on the podcast, but if not, I'm putting it on record here for now. I think one of the the most insane arguments I've ever heard to me is is I'm not going to say that it's a good idea to have the playoffs through the summer. I'm not I'm not saying that necessarily. There might be an argument to be made. But more so to me it's the people where it's like, "Oh, fucking Stanley Cup in June? Like this is ridiculous. What the hell do you care? What are you doing that's so fucking important?" Here's the thing, buddy. If you give a shit about the Stanley Cup final, then watch it. And if you don't care, go out to your fucking camp and do whatever it is you want to do. No one's telling you you have to watch it. There's no fucking quiz, man. There's no test at the end of this. If you don't want to watch it, go out to camp. Most people have fucking TVs out of camp anyway and are going to watch it regardless. The argument where it's just like, oh, it's wrong to me, the Stanley Cup in June. Like, like what the hell does it matter to you when the sport finishes? I think it's the weirdest thing to me. And to be honest with you, it makes more sense to me for them to play into the summer because they've always been, at least the playoffs, are back-to-back with the NBA. The seasons start at different times, but the playoffs are back-to-back. Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final is like a, a couple days before Game 6 of the fucking uh, NBA Finals. Like, they're they're very closely... Uh, intertwined ironically have only ever finished on the same day one time in their existences but like they're still very close (laughs) they're lined right up why wouldn't you want to stagger yourself a little bit for marketing purposes like you do not do yourselves any favors by competing with any of the other three major sports leagues because other than the mlb you're gonna lose most of the time you know yeah doesn't make any sense Um, to me it's the same thing with trying to avoid college sports and things like that like Give me a break. Like the reason um, people don't want uh, hockey to be played in June um, and to finish it in in May is because the Calgary Flames, the Edmonton Oilers, and the Ottawa Senators uh, all lost to Southern Market U.S. teams in June, um, and I effectively blamed the bad ice. So uh, that that's where that belief stems from. So I, I I think it's I think it's one of the most bizarre opinions I've ever heard. Where it's like hockey during the summer—that's ridiculous. Like, yeah, like I guess, but like, how does it affect you, your personal existence? That's all. 
as an NHL player, yeah, I don't want the puck skipping. And like, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm an executive, yeah, like, you know, maybe there's other reasons. But, like, for the fan, what's the difference? Like, I've never understood that. Do you like the league or not? Okay, not enough to watch it all summer? Okay, go out to your lake house then. Bye-bye. Like, what the hell's the difference? It's just, it's literally, like, it's probably top three when I hear a hockey fan say it. I'm like, why? Like, what, are you just looking for something to complain about? Who cares when it finishes? I think it's a great idea. It should start January 1st and finish in fucking, what would that line them up with? End of August, I guess? Like, whatever. Sure. There's only one other sport to compete with during the summer. Plus, you know, some tournaments and stuff like that. But there's only one other major sports league to compete with. Do it. Who cares? Yeah. Better for ratings. It, I don't know. It's It will be better for ratings. I guarantee I'm, you. I'm, I, I would think, I would hope that both the NHL and the NBA have done the science to determine yeah. when they should have their seasons. Well, but uh, I, I could really care less, you know I what guess. The, like, you know what the thing is, though, with the NHL is, like, at what point would they have changed it? Other than, like, after the last lockout. Like, there, there's no real reason for us to be like, you know what, we've decided it's going to be in January. Like, it's very much a, a traditionalist creature of habit league. There's no reason to fix what's not broken. Like, the, I'm not saying that they should have done this a long time ago, but why is this such a... Why is everyone so... I can't think of a better word. Why is everyone so butthurt if they want to do it now? Just do it. Like, if this is the way we have to do things now... Well, like Tradi- what, what, traditionally what, speaking, the league used to start in December. Sure. So yeah, sure. What would you rather they do? Fucking uh, skip this year's playoffs. That's what I vote for. Or not play next season. <laughs> so your only two choices. You can't have both. Can't have both. Well, actually, unless you gonna, move the season. <laughs> we're we're going to play this year's playoffs, and then we're going to play next year, uh, the year after. Sure. And but that's, that year will get would moved mean. to. Um, mm-hmm. February 2025. So in, in retroactively in, in June in June 2023, they'll be awarding the 2022 Stanley Cup. Exactly from the 21 yeah. 21 22 season. Yeah, they're actually going to play all of 2024, and then after 2024, they're going to go back mm. and play 2021. Um, but yeah, it's you can get you can confusing. avoid all that if we just have a hub city on the moon, and then we can get a bunch of games out of way out of the way and travel everyone back to Earth. Yeah. Columbus Earth, Columbus Moon. Yeah, I agree. Oh man, I'd love to live on the moon right about now. Well, um, sick of it here. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, um, we're gonna play eighty-two games in four months next season, and scrap everything that we know about scheduling. And yeah. apparently, all the arenas are gonna be fine with this, and they won't have concerts booked or be sharing any time with the nba so I, i'm sure it'll work out but yeah um yeah no it's it's absolutely in their best interest to just move accordingly and i think to just stay uh where they are the the only the only other option i think that makes the most sense is is if they find you know if they start the season in january and it doesn't work is just scale it back a, a three weeks maybe every every year so that way you gradually get back to october by the by 2026 or whatever you know like if that's what you got to do but like at the end of the day uh, why are we so concerned if the season starts january 1st I, I welcome it to start with the winter classic is the only way that the winter classic actually makes sense if we do it that way <laughs> other than that it is kind of a stupid tradition at this point i'll i still think it's cool i think it's cool but it's kind of like you know what i mean on paper it doesn't really make a lot of sense i can't i can't wait till 
January 1st, 2021, and we're starting the 2020-2021 season. Um, and uh, the New Year's Day outdoor NHL face-off kickoff game thing uh, gets worse ratings than uh, NFL football. So that'll that'll be great. That'll, that'll sit well, I'm sure, with everyone. Um, yeah, do we just refer to next season as the 2021 season like the MLB does? Well, that's that's what I mean, right? If we do start, if the season doesn't start, like if we're, if the Winter Classic is the first game of the year, then yeah, it's we're just it's just twenty twenty one, and now we don't have multi multi year seasons. To be honest with you, it sounds a little cleaner anyway when you're talking about a guy's stat line, like Derek Jeter hit two eighty six in twenty eleven. Like, okay, cool, fair, yeah. Um, okay, um. Anything else? Did we forget anything? Um, NHL's back, I guess. NHL is back. Um, kind of. Believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. But Fair. I don't know. Like, it, it's... It's it's just ethically it doesn't make sense to me, right? It's... it's That's the whole problem I, I had with it, is, is the Bill Daly comment. Where it's just, what do you do if someone gets sick? And... Nothing. You know, like, like, no, that's the exact opposite of what you should do. Like, this, this thing we're playing, I realize this is the wrong thing to say an hour and 35 minutes into a fucking dedicated hockey podcast. This is so made up. Like, sports are so made up. It, it is so unnecessary. All it is is entertainment. And to me, like, if we're not filming movies, then... Like, sports are not really that different. Like, if they ethically can't come back because they realize it's not a smart idea, then then we maybe shouldn't either. And, you know, wh- whatever you want to say about the comparison, there's usually more contact between a hockey player uh, and his opponents and his teammates in a given game than there usually would be on, like, four months of a movie set between most of the people who are on it. Uh, most of those people, don't know if you know this about movies, don't even meet each other. Plenty of people have filmed movies together and never spoken a word to each other. Um, so yeah, like it's not really feasible, I think, for us to just force our way back. But um, but I'm in the minority, and I, it is one of those things, like, I, I also don't think stores and shit should be reopening Ontario, and they have. And, um, you know, kudos to, to everyone who's uh, going back to work and, and feels comfortable and things like that. But... Um, uh, there's definitely a, a a facet of the population that don't really feel comfortable with all this, and um, you know there's something to be said for that. I, I, what I'm going to be really interested to see, the one thing was Gary Bettman addressed it today was the conversation about you've got players with diabetes and asthma and things like that, and and um, what's going to happen there. And uh, he said we'll deal with it on a case by case basis. Uh, we certainly expect everyone else to be. Um, to be playing, but he said we'll we'll deal with everything on a case by case basis, and I think that's all he can really say, right? Like, at the end of the day, if a player decides not to report, um, he certainly understands that he can be suspended by his team and things like that. And if that's the risk he wants to take, I think that's smart. You know, if you don't feel comfortable going back to a job, um, is the job really that important to you? That's what you really need to consider, right? And um, I have a hard time believing that if Philip Deneau doesn't want to play hockey this uh, this summer, that a team won't scoop him up in 2021 just because he was the guy who didn't show up. No, he's still good. He'll get signed. 
might lose some money. He'll still have a career. He'll be fine. You know? Yeah. Far so, worse people have been signed after doing far worse things than uh, standing up for themselves during a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> See Bill um, Peters. So, does does the, the fact that we, we might not have certain guys on the rosters of certain playoff teams and yada, 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 and, and all these little, you know tidbits and twists and turns and and, uh, and all the new changes where where does this end up for you as, as far as like should there be this notion that this isn't a real cup like mm, have, have we question. gone too far at this point is this is it just the 2020 covid championship at this point featuring some hockey teams well, that we happen to know my my mind on this is um in hockey conversations, if you're if you're talking about something that happened during this year's playoffs, there, there, I think it's ridiculous if you think that there isn't an asterisk. That that shouldn't take away from winning, though. Like like I I'm not I'm I'm saying you can have both ends of it because the asterisk is only going to mean stuff to fans and maybe other players and things like that to the to the twenty. 23 or 28 or 47 or how many players every team's going to be allowed during all this. Like, if they win the Stanley Cup, no one can take it away from you. You're still going to get your ring. Your name's still going to go on the Cup. You're still a Stanley Cup champion. So, I, I think it's possible for us as fans to sit here and say that, you know, it's maybe not a valid championship. Where these other guys can also still win it. And feel like they accomplished it. Because regardless, it's not going to be easy to win this anyway. It, it, it might be harder to win this year than it is any other year. Right? So there's something to be said for that. But um, it's just... The thing for me is it's just not going to be an accurate representation of who the best team is, probably. that That's the thing for me. And I'm not saying it is every other year. But I'm saying the odds are not stacked against... Um, teams most years the way that they will be this year just because of everything else that they're going to have to overcome to get back uh back going like i said the biggest thing for me i, I read an article uh on like the decline of athletes like a week and a half ago and um just talking about how like the body ages and how training and you know momentum of each summer kind of affects the the athlete and these people are training to play a type of hockey in, in September that they've never had to do before and their regimens change so much because of everything like it's not easy to just turn your body on and off it's just the idea where it's there are good teams that are going to lose this year because they weren't prepared and this is the one year where I think you can say fair enough if you weren't prepared you, yeah. no one really should have expected you to be so mm-hmm. there's an asterisk, asterisk for me. There's a, not a asterisk. There's probably eight to ten I could think of if I had to sit here and think about it. There are many reasons why there will be asterisks. Shouldn't take away from the accomplishment. Still a big accomplishment. Like the the fan side of this for me is like I'm kind of worried that um my favorite team is well documented it's it's the leafs right and and i'm i i see this scenario where may, maybe 
you know, everyone talks about being the next Pittsburgh Penguins or the next Chicago Blackhawks yeah, I know. or to a lesser degree <laughs> the, the next LA Kings where you've got these multiple yeah. championships. But in all likelihood, you're you're far more likely to be a Boston Bruin perhaps where you win one championship and you have a couple other years where you go to the finals, but that's about it. I'm really worried as a fan that my team's going to win it this year and then never get back there, you know, possibly in my lifetime, uh, especially with this core, the way hockey works. And to look back and say, you know, my team won it once, but they won it this year and we couldn't really celebrate it. We couldn't really go enjoy it and we couldn't really you know we could watch it but you know it's to me that would really be almost deflating but you don't know that until years down the road right so it's hard to it's hard to frame in my mind i've, I've kind of gone yeah. back and forth with it um as a fan um as a hockey uh mind i i don't think i i agree with you i, I don't think this should ever um take away from what these players do this year it's it's still it's the hardest year to win ever probably to be honest with you like i i think i think the accomplishment uh on a personal level is greater this year the problem the question is though is is do i think there's going to be an asterisk and it's going to be hard for me to have a a valid hockey conversation with people you know like like are, are say the Leafs win this year? Is that the greatest team never win the Stanley Cup? No, for many reasons. Here is why. <laughs> you know what I mean. And the the list is gonna be kind of long. Um, you know, it's probably not gonna stop me from enjoying it. And in a quick conversation, if someone asked me who wins, who won the Stanley Cup in 2020, the answer is gonna be the Chicago Blackhawks or whatever. And and it doesn't need to be brought up all the time because it's the same thing. Like 2013 was probably not a valid comparison either and and 95 and you know what i mean like you you can also not to this degree because the playoffs were the playoffs in those years but um you can make the argument that over an 82 game season like maybe chicago gets a bunch of injuries in 2013 and they absolutely crash and burn and and they won the cup and um you know season should be shorter because uh there should be less games because that's how injuries compile, and that's why we have these problems and these conversations. Um, regardless, there's nothing we can really do about it. It's whoever wins the cup won the cup, and that's great. But you're ridiculous if you think that there isn't some sort of a but. You know what I mean? That could be associated with it. Like you're uh, you're an idiot if you think that that's true. Yep, hands down. Um. Leafs gonna do yeah. it then, in clean sweep every yeah. series. Twenty one games, twenty one or no. Yeah, Freddie Anderson doesn't doesn't allow a goal, uh, mostly because he gets hurt game one and Casimir Kaskasuo has to play all the game. Oh, I forgot about Jack Campbell. Cool. <laughs> Jack Jack Campbell, the nicest boy that ever was boyed to the Leafs. He'll be the first interview when they win the Stanley Cup, and I'll yeah. just be the happiest day. It's like, oh, I don't care well, what people know, say. You know what? We we fought all the odds. It's like, yeah, fuck yeah, you know Jack what? Campbell. I just look around. I'm so happy for these guys. You know, not even me. I just I just sat on the bench. These guys here, they they had uh, they deserve it all. They deserve the world. Smile at my dad. Dad in the stands. He's not there, Jack. No, but that's where he would have been. You know, I've 
I've won. About I've won my cup in L.A. I just wanted to see Toronto get a cup. The people deserve the cup. I don't need a cup. They need the cup. Cup in L.A. Yeah, he was the backup goalie in 2014. No, no, no. I can't think of who. I'm uh, pretty sure it's Peter Budai. I could be wrong. Who, who was the bat? Are you looking it up? Um, I can. Oh, I'll look it up. Okay. 2014. I should know this. <laughs> if there's a roster game that's non-Leafs that I should ever get, this is up there for me. But uh, the backup goalie that season uh, was Martin Jones and Ben Scrivens. I don't remember Ben Scrivens. forgot Martin Jones. I do Jones. remember Martin Jones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I... I Whatever, like it's it, like I said, I, I said it a million times. I, I I think it's just gonna mar hockey conversations. That's all it's really gonna do. At the end of the day, how big of a deal is that to you, right? For some people, that doesn't mean anything. People watch the sport, they don't talk about it very much, right? Uh, for us, we sit here on a podcast and we and we talk about it. I don't think it's really gonna factor too much into things until we're getting into debates. You know, Leon Dreisaitl gets a fucking three points per game in this playoff run is he is he the best playoff performer ever no not even close not even in a conversation to be honest with you because he did it once you know what i mean like it, it, it and it didn't even count like it's just it's gonna mar conversations a little bit but at the end of the day it's it shouldn't take away from the achievement that much anyway it's it's still a stanley cup to me it's just kind of 95 percent of one yeah yeah i agree um I guess for now we we just sit and wait and 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 try to figure out what it's going to look like when it comes back and and uh, and all the rest. Um, it was good to talk about something. Yeah, it was nice to talk mm-hmm. hockey, man. I uh, I miss talking hockey. Hockey's fun. I like hockey. Yeah. Now and the good news is too is probably going to be more now moving forward. Right? Like it's going to be some sort of an update every week, more than likely. And, um, if nothing else, if the season gets pushed, or sorry, if the half playoffs gets uh, pushed back, however long, um, you know, we will have the draft lottery to complain about in exactly a month's time. So, uh, and we can complain about it uh, as much as we want leading up to that too. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, anything else? Anything to plug? Anything to? No. Um, the The issue is that because we did this so late tonight, uh, this cut into my movie times. So this is normally the time of night where I watch two movies before I go to bed, but I'm only going to have time for maybe one now. Oh. Um. So yeah. You know what movie I watched uh, last night that I'd never seen, and I'm a huge fan of the filmmaker, so I don't really know. I'd never why why I never seen the movie, but uh, I watched Eyes Wide Shut for the first time last night. Uh, Stanley Kubrick's final film. I definitely heard of it. I don't. I can't remember if I've okay. seen it. Well, it is 21 years old, so it's fair that uh, maybe you not don't know what it is because I think most of our listener base was probably four years old when we uh, when when it came out. But um, uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman are a married couple, uh, both in real life and in the movie uh, at the time, and uh, basically um, Tom Cruise goes out one night. And sees his old buddy that he went to college with, and he tells him he's going to play this party because he's a piano player. Um, and it's like the secret party; you need a password and stuff. Tom Cruise shows up, and it's just like massive, like like the Stonecutters from Simpsons. It's kind of like an underground society, uh, basically just this massive orgy party. Um, 
but the movie's done well. It's not like trashy or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's really cool. Um, again, I'm a big Stanley Kubrick guy, so it's kind of like The Shining, just not as scary and more about sex. Uh, but it was good. It was really good. Hmm. I thought I thought it was great. I don't know why it took me so long to ever see it. I don't think he ever made a movie I didn't like so far. So only got a few more to cross off. There you go. I'm I'm looking at it now. I, I've definitely heard of it. I don't think I've seen it though. Um, it's not really good. Bell. Would strongly recommend. Um, for you, I would think you would like it because it's kind of a ending like the best of both worlds. You can kind of interpret it uh to mean what it what it, like mean other things and what happens or or that's just the ending of the movie and you can just be like yeah that's how it ends so it's kind of neat um you know he died uh, 6 days after finishing the production of it so that's fucked mhm he uh showed like tom cruise and a few other members of the film uh, came to his house to watch it and it was like the happiest he'd ever been in his life and then on the monday he passed away so, pretty cool story. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Stanley Kubrick. So, there you go. Okay, mm-hmm. you watch anything good recently? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, you gotta get on that, buddy. I I get I'm I'm so I get in like if I want to you... watch something new, I have to be like committed to it. Like I don't want to just toss something on knowing that it's one thirty at night and I might fall asleep in an hour. Okay, but but one thing I know that you're you're you definitely do is you like creating players and shit like that on NHL and making teams and stuff like that. Do you have something on on your laptop, or do you just sit there in silence doing that shit? I have to use the laptop to um... use your phone. Oh, no, oh. just look stuff up on your phone. I take forever, my guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got a system. Do need... It's down pat. It's just okay. Boom, boom, boom. On to the next weird. player. Boom, boom, boom. You, you need a second TV or another laptop or something, Ooh. maybe something else going on in there i got the music playing or a podcast in the background it's it's not like okay. it's just empty okay but, no that's something yeah. i i used i thought about it like a like i don't know maybe seven years ago i started putting my laptop on while i was like playing nhl i don't know how, how i did i would sit there on the menu mode listening to this same fucking nine songs for five hours while i try to trade for yan herdina and nhl 07 how does that make any sense like put something else on you know Jan Herdina, the man. Yeah. Good for three Stanley Cup championships in that game. Yeah, well, if you uh, yeah, if you had never played NHL 07 as a kid, uh, for those of you who don't know, Jan Herdina, didn't matter what team he was on and who he played with on a line, uh, won the Art Ross every season despite um, being a debatable a debatable third line, second, second third line forward in the NHL uh, at the time, which was pretty cool. So Don't I know it. And he, and at the time, he played for Columbus, so it was even weirder. Like it was like unless you took Columbus, you're trying to trade for him, and it wasn't that hard though because he was only like an eighty-five overall. But he would you trade for him, and it didn't matter. You didn't need anyone else. You had Jan Herdina. Crazy, crazy times. Uh, I am Brutes Battaglia from the North Side. I I um, don't think I'll be writing anything anytime soon. I don't care about the Leafs yet, so I don't have anything to plug. There you go. Oh, I guess I guess I could plug as a podcast. We are doing a community-related uh, episode, not an episode where we're having members of the community contribute, but rather um, an episode of the podcast about the former NBC sitcom uh, community. So, if you're a fan of that show, it might be a good time for you to listen to the podcast. We will have a guest on, uh, 
we've uh, probably teased it many times. It should be it should be done in the next few days. Yeah, it's a lot of guest work involved with that one. Yeah, see what I did there. That, mm-hmm. That's a it's a word pun. Yeah, not really an issue getting James and I together. <clears throat> Sometimes oh, an yeah. issue with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you got anything? Got a plug? Thing. Don't imagine. I don't. Do I do stuff still? I don't even know what like day of the week it is. I don't know what like. Yeah universe i'm living in apparently because we got multiple universes now and shit so yeah i don't know i don't i don't know james i i see you once a week from about 10 feet away i don't really know what it is you do the other 99 percent of your week so we're gonna go golfing that's that'll be something that's, i am going golfing friday with you yeah. yes we are going golfing the laced up uh, a hockey podcast open you can place your prop bets on twitter um there's three of us at the tee time, so I guess there's an option for one more uh, golfer. So um, we could have a qualifying tournament, I guess. Nice. A play-in round, if you will. Yeah. If you and your buddies can uh, play either uh, today or tomorrow, you can play with uh, James and Brutes on Friday. There you go. And a former guest of the podcast, John Chozik. Ooh. Everybody's, lost, everybody's least favorite guest. Lost all interest now. Um, okay, you can find us on Stitcher, Clomper, uh, Google, Spotify, uh, uh, like I said, Google and didn't finish, Google Podcasts, not just Google, although I'm assuming if you Google the podcast, we come up somehow, I don't, I don't know. Eventually. Really matter. I'm sure there's some sort of soccer laced up podcast in, Ooh, in yeah. Ireland. Or Laces Out, or whatever that fucking barstool podcast is, that might come up. That too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. See everybody later. Bye bye. I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're gonna make friends in no time. Get me out of here! Here, just eat that. Leave us alone. Jane is on the bathroom floor. She don't know. Was that?